Welcome to The Mend, a podcast to learn about services and support for victims and survivors of crime sponsored by the Center for Crime Victim Services here in Vermont. I'm your host, Anna Nasset, and today on the show we have Shonda Williams. Welcome. Well, thank you. Yeah. Glad to be here. Thank you. This show was created to take a deeper look at services, organizations, and concepts for victims and survivors of crime. We want to acknowledge our healing process and provide resources, not only in our state of Vermont, but throughout the country as well, that could benefit victims of crime as they begin to mend. And today we are going to be looking at some of those things that Shonda is doing right here in our state and how you can apply them in your state as well. I always want to begin with a content warning. Our goal is to create a safe space to discuss topics of healing. But within that, we might occasionally hear a story that it was related to crime, discuss our mental health, or have other sensitive subject matter. I urge you to listen at your own discretion. Shonda here today is a small business visionary, creator, and owner of SD Communications and Marketing Consulting Group, LLC. Her innovative business venture offers social justice programs and small business consulting, network events, event facilitation and creation, and talent promotion to conscious-minded businesses, organizations, and artists in Vermont and beyond. Committed to increasing equity opportunities through BIPOC homeownership while helping people heal their financial trauma, Shonda produces financial literacy programs, created the Money Matters Financial Liberation and Wellness Series, she is also active with an economy of our own as a collaborator and program presenter, and Shonda facilitates BIPOC groups. And she is the founder, it was the founder of the Central Vermont BIPOC Advisory Group. Shonda is active both in the Vermont Professionals of Color Network, the Vermont Relief Collective, and serves on the Hunger, Mo Hunger Mountain Co-op Jedi, which is the Justice, Equity, Diversity, Inclusion Committee. Shonda loves singing gospel, funk, jazz, and performs with the Montpelier Community Gospel Choir and Lost Nation Theater. She is a national, she is a natural networker, a web weaver, and she prioritizes bringing people together through the power of long song, word, and healing. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you for having me. I'm glad yeah. to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. Shonda and I got to know each other last year mm -hmm. on an advisory council that we both serve on together that sure we'll talk about a little bit later on but mm -hmm. i've really enjoyed getting to know you over the last almost year now yeah which is kind of it's wild year, yeah. so thanks for being here and just all you're doing in our state and um i'm excited that you're also here because you're going to be performing in the vagina monologues later yes. tonight which i mean this will come out after that but we're excited for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so i always like to kind of start to the extent of which you're comfortable would you like to share how you were moved into the work that you're doing. I know mm -hmm. you relocated here from Connecticut. Just yes. kind of how you've gotten, been called to what you're doing now. Okay. Well, um, so I came to Vermont in 2017 to move here permanently after visiting uh, since about 2015. And uh, I really like the calm, serene nature of the state. Uh, the low-key vibe, just getting away from the hustle-bustle, uh, the overdevelopment um, in my uh, home state of Connecticut. And um, I also was running from my trauma. Mm -hmm. And so I came here uh, with my ex-partner who pretty much... Um, I didn't realize that I was in a domestic abusive situation. And once I realized that um, this situation was 
um, isolating. I wasn't physically abused, but I was financially, emotionally, and psychologically abused. And when I realized that, I, I really just had to uh, reach out for help. So I ended up um, being connected with Circle, who helped me to um, get housing uh, and pretty much just like start again. Uh, I was working and then I wasn't and I had to pretty much go on this journey of healing. And when I realized that, you know, I came here running from my past of abuse and never really got um, sufficient help, mm -hmm. um, I started on a journey of having um, consistent therapy and counseling and really just started to um, reflect inward about what I can do to heal myself and then ripple it out on how to help other women and marginalized communities to heal from financial trauma, sexual trauma, religious trauma, yes. um, and you know, gender-based trauma. And all of these social ills that we um, carry with us. So I just was feeling very confined, um, very unsure of myself, but because there's such a great network here in Vermont of people and services, I really leaned into that mm -hmm. and it, it's been working out for me. So since I've been in Vermont, I've actually gotten consistent quality care. Amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. And so um, I just had a lot of uh, guilt and shame uh, that I've been carrying with me all, for, you know, most of my life. And so I'm a sexual assault survivor. And um, I was a teenager at the time when that happened. And I had been in therapy on and off, on and off never really being able to uh, have a stable um, situation, um, whether it be like housing-wise, you know, uh, living with my, my parents, and then um, running away several times, um, looking for other avenues to uh, just escape. Right. So when I came to Vermont, I decided to really tap in, dig deep, and face the music. Mm -hmm. and get the help that I needed. And uh, I've done several modalities. I'm a believer in working outside the box. Yep. So what that means for me, instead of traditional talk therapy, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, I did that for about four years. And then I was like, you know, I need something else that's going to really help me um, a little bit faster to, to just get, you know, more progressive healing. So I've tapped into hypnotherapy, uh, EMDR, tapping. Um, also now I use different modalities such as uh, pet therapy, um, visiting local animal shelters, you know, spending time with the animals and then nature. Yeah. Getting outdoors more. Um, really into meditation, uh, being more silent and contemplative. Um, I really don't 
um, like noise anymore. So mm. just once you come to a place like Vermont that is more settling and quiet, your body really starts to um, hold on to that. And I really was like, I want to do something that's more meaningful. Yep. So I started just, uh, you know, playing around and saying, I'm really going to get into social justice. And that's when um, I decided not to work for corporate America, really tap into unlearning everything that I've learned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just see a lot of robot culture, a lot of people just um, going through the motions, uh, assimilating, not feeling good in their bodies. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to just shatter that. Yeah. So I decided to um, start uh, SD Communications back in 21. Okay. And I didn't know what, exactly what I was going to do. And I was like, well, it's going to be talking to marginalized communities about financial trauma. And then it turned into reparations. Mm-hmm. And so when I talked to people um, about reparations and unraveling racialized trauma. Um, A lot of people really just have one thought process or narrative that it's about money. And it's not all about money. It's about repairing the self. So when I say to people, um, I'm into reparations, so my titles right now are uh, change maker, BIPOC community advocate, reparations activist and equity strategist. And so that covers different um, modalities of social justice work that I do. And I started really with the um, financial liberation series and helping uh, women and marginalized communities to tap into um, the home ownership game, building wealth, right? And that's a form of reparations. Mm-hmm. And helping people to get on an equal playing field. Then I said, well, I really want to heal racialized trauma. And then after the death of George Floyd, I really started doing um, work groups with a book called My Grandmother's Hands, um, Unraveling Racialized Trauma. And I do those groups consistently. Great. And um, doing the theater Mm -hmm. also helps as an outlet of therapy. So me uh, connecting with people, it not only heals them, but it heals me too. Mm -hmm. Um, Working together to just uplift uh, marginalized communities and uh, tapping into doing the work. And I mean, it's not really lucrative, but (laughs) it's lucrative in other ways, you know, um, spiritually and consciously. Yeah. uh, I feel more grounded. I feel more um, present for myself and showing up for others. So, yeah. Well, it sounds like, I mean, you've really taken, you said something about like the ripple earlier Mm -hmm. of just like, okay, I've learned these things and I'm rippling them back Mm -hmm. out and that but that ripple still comes back into you. It's yes. like it's that that give and take. And, and yeah, it's not going to be the most lucrative when we break out of the robot culture. Yeah. But yeah. Um, 
but it's lucrative in self and in location and being here and feeling more in your body and yes. everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. So um, for me, it's um, really having to uh, stop and say, well, what do I need? How can I show up for myself? And a lot of people, especially women, we avoid helping ourselves mm-hmm. by caring and nurturing more so for others. Mm-hmm. And we really need to <laughs> tap into healing ourselves so that we can help others. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about that lately. Mm-hmm. Just like I love to care and give and give yes. and give. It's like I have to put my own oxygen mask on first. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm not doing that, I'm not even breathing. Yeah. Like, and just really been challenging myself lately within mm. that of how do I care for myself? Because mm-hmm. I can't show up and care for others if I don't do that. That's right. Yeah. So one of the things that has come up for me this year is the year of the no. Yes. Women showing We're, up no. and saying no. <laughs> yes. No. Wait. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. So um, we have to stop and just say no, I need to take time for myself. I can't do everything. And then calling others in to help. Mm-hmm. Don't try to be a superhero, a one-woman show. Right. Uh, I think that's the narrative that we get caught up in. And yeah. it's it's heavy. It's too heavy. And then you find out you're wiped out, you're depleted, and then you don't, uh, you can't move forward or get anything done. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, I mean, we're, especially if we're in working for ourselves, yeah. we think like we have to do everything and we have to be good at it all. We, we can't be good at everything. No. <laughs> like, no. You know, release, ask for a little help. And it's just so important to saying like, I don't need to lift this thing by myself, right. like exactly. physically or metaphorically, like I can ask for help. Mm-hmm. And there are people that have better skills that can come in and help me. And I bet I have a better skill that can help them. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. How do you find that you're fostering that within your own world um, here in the state? Well, I've taken some facilitation courses, and one of the groups that I'm working with also is Empower Transformation. And this group uh, offers facilitation uh, in reciprocity mm-hmm. for the collaborative work that I've been doing with them. And also um, with the Everything Space that's run by uh, Amanda Franz and Abby Jaffe, downtown Montpelier, um, doing their Growing Resilience course. That's helped me significantly. Mm-hmm. And uh, Amanda Franz is my uh, somatic therapist. So that's another modality that a lot of people don't really tap into. And then, you know, finding time to give myself uh, or get myself a medical massage monthly. Yep. And that's really helped my body significantly. Yes. And I wasn't sleeping for most of my life. And now I sleep better. Um, I'm more mindful about um, what I do with my time and how I nurture myself. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's really helped me to just be more gentle and, and kind with myself, which I think a lot of people are just too hard in this hustle culture. It's just overstimulation with social media mm-hmm. and uh, really just getting into more mindful places and spaces. 
Yeah. So that's really helped me to to help others. Yeah, the first person we're going to put down is ourselves. Mm. Like we will encourage and flatter and compliment everyone else, but are we doing that for ourselves? It's so important. It is. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, even just doing affirmations, meditation, mm-hmm. all of those things. And yeah. you know, I do some work with a somatic practitioner here in the Mad River Valley, and it's been huge mm-hmm. and helpful just to be like, oh, if I just stop and breathe? Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> because we don't really breathe. <laughs> Yeah, which is, yeah. is really wild. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as you, like, as your, how has your story and experience led you to healing? And, I mean, we've kind of talked on this, but, like, all of these places kind of got you to this point here in Vermont mm-hmm. where you're like, I've got to face myself. And yeah. I had that moment, too. Um, what was it like to take those first steps to, to, to go out and ask for help and to mm-hmm. realize, like, I don't have an option but to do that? Yeah. Well, I joined the gospel choir in 2019, and I started volunteering at the theater in 2018. So those were two steps that were huge for me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see it as huge um, at first, but uh, singing and acting and um, play therapy is really um, one of the modalities that people don't uh, tap into. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just lifts you up, gives you endorphins. Uh, I, I was, you know, living in Montpelier and I'm still there now, but it it was scary for me, you know, being, um, a person of color in a predominantly white state. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have the confidence, uh, to, um, tap into like getting to know my neighbors and things like that. And I had like issues of, you know, trying to hide but then I was like well let me tap into some organizations where I know um, my talents could be useful it would be therapeutic for me Mm -hmm. and then just shedding the fear yep so uh, I was raised in a a very religiosity kind of a um, community where everything was fear-based so um, living in constant hypervigilance and shedding that through um, the different modalities of of play, mm-hmm. whether that be singing, acting, um, being out in nature, uh, somatic movement, um, it it really has helped to be transformative for my mind right. and for my body to be more comfortable in unfamiliar spaces. So once those transformations started to happen, in in uh, addition to therapy, right? So I was having consistent therapy at the time. Um, I felt like, okay, I'm ready to be uh, an activist. Yeah. And so these changes happened pretty slowly, but I think it's it's best to be organic. Yep. Um, years ago, I had found out about this. Um, I guess it was like a week-long therapy that was like $20,000 that no one could afford (laughs) where you're you're tucked away and you're supposed to be healed within one week. Um, And I'm like, people actually go to those extremes? You can't force um, lifelong healing in a a span of seven days. Yeah. So um, I was just like, well, I mean, I may not be able to go that route, but 
I know if I go uh, slower and uh, have it be more determined um, and make, you know, smaller, gentler footprints for myself, it would actually have lasting results. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that, like, yeah, none of us really look and rounded our experience to go, I'm going to go be an activist yeah. about this. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to, this is what I'm going to do now. It is mm-hmm. very organic. Yeah. Um, and really beautiful if you lean into that organicness. Mm. It's really pretty wild what you can do if you just let it unfold a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I would love to hear, you know, as you're continuing your healing process, like, what are all the things you're involved in? Because mm. you're involved in a lot. So yeah. like, brag it up. <laughs> Tell me everything. Mm-hmm. No, and just kind of like how the, all the different projects that you're doing yeah. really do connect back to your healing mm-hmm. and um, your belief system as you've change your belief system because mm-hmm. I know it's something that you and I have in common is kind of that shedding of yes. the religion that we were raised in and mm-hmm. stepping into our own belief system. Yeah. So so brag away. Yeah. Share it all. <laughs> and, you know, it's just uh, my motto is positive people, places, and things. Mm-hmm. And once you can make those connections, you can start shedding um, all of the negativity. Mm-hmm. Because I was in a very dark, negative, uh, judgmental place, judging myself, uh, just overly critical, and it's okay to be free, to be confident, uh, to uh, stand out, to shine. Mm-hmm. Um, women are often told to stand in the background, be silent, um, and to be invisible. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I can't be invisible. I mean, uh, I'm a person of color in a predominantly white state, so that that can happen. That's not happening. (laughs) And um, I was like, well, if you want to be an activist, be a champion for the people, uh, speak up, speak out. Mm -hmm. And um, it's it's okay to challenge the status quo, uh, to say no, and to consistently uh, question things because I just refuse at this point in my life to go along. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Going along has gotten me nowhere. No. Mm-hmm. Like I want to make a little noise. Yes. The right noise, mm-hmm. like from my voice and yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, tapping into different organizations that um, really help propel you emotionally mm-hmm. and um, psychologically to really uh, tap into your self-worth Yeah, um, is it, so important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we do together is we sit on the Center for Crime Victim Services yes. Victim Survivor Advisory Council, mm-hmm. which um, meets once a month and we're um, you know, weighing in on some different bills right now mm-hmm. and we've done um, all sorts of different learning together and what has that experience been like for you? Has it been different than kind of, because you work a lot within the BIPOC community, has mm-hmm. this been a different, to tap into more of that survivorship within sexual violence, has that been Absolutely. different? Yeah, yeah, because when I started the group, um, I was terrified because I realized and recognized that I had not really faced my fear of um, being a survivor of sexual violence and 
Uh, I remember just feeling uh, very scared. And one of the reasons why I came here, um, when I was talking about running away from my past, I had wanted to uh, never run into my abuser. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Vermont is a great place to heal and to get lost. Yep. And so that's, you know, one of the things. And then to face that reality that, okay, I have to go into the memory banks and relive this uh, trauma, uh, I would go to most of the meetings and cry. And I was like, okay, there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I felt uh, a, like a, a, a pony of weakness, you know, uh, because I hadn't cried in years. Mm -hmm. And so that's also healing. And um, just opening yourself up to be vulnerable to, to cry. And so I did a lot of that, and um, it didn't feel good at first, but um, because once the waterworks start going, it's hard to stop them, turn them off. Right, yeah. But once they finally turned off after, like, meeting maybe five or six times, <laughs> <laughs> um, it felt good to, to tap into that and know that uh, that's a process of healing for me. So... Uh, being with uh, the Crime Victims uh, Services has really opened my eyes to legislation. Um, I'm at a point where I am anti-government. Uh, however, I feel that it is necessary to be a champion of women's rights mm -hmm. um, because we have been oppressed and suppressed for so long. Um, persons of color... Um, victims and it's always women having to stand up and say that's enough right no more and I think that is is to totally important yeah and I, I just feel like um, we have the power to change the system if we band together in, in, num in numbers absolutely yeah. so that's really been eye-opening for me yeah I think like especially with the council that we're both on, like I found it to be not only healing, but so empowering because mm -hmm. um, it doesn't function as a support group. Uh, we're really there to like make advice mm -hmm. and to listen to these issues. And there's something so empowering about that to be yes. like, oh, okay, you're listening to me. Mm -hmm. Like you want to know what I have to say. Yeah. Thank you. Like you want to know what I have to say? I'm going to tell you what I have to yes. say. And I've really appreciated that about it, mm -hmm. but it is also still that healing place of being mm -hmm. like, oh, we're just, there's a group of us who are sitting together and like, we don't necessarily have to tell our stories because we all have this shared thing in common while mm -hmm. it's very different. Yeah. But I found there to be a lot of just like solidarity within that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And um, one of the things that really scared me was uh, thinking about telling my story mm -hmm. because I hadn't talked about it in so long mm -hmm. or I hadn't talked about it outside of therapy. Mm -hmm. So that was really scary for me to be vulnerable Yeah, uh, because I was raised not to put your business in the streets. Yep, uh, Everything's got to be contained and quiet and cleaned up. Mm -hmm. uh, an image of perfection is everything, okay? Yeah. That's the way I was raised. We don't talk about these things. No. Yeah. And absolutely. and so I was just like, I, I felt like um, I had been chained 
like mentally, emotionally, um, psychologically, and I was breaking those chains mm -hmm. and saying, no, I'm not going to do this anymore because it's too heavy. Yeah. So once I was able to put that in perspective and say, you know, I really have to uh, break these generational chains of um, low self-esteem, shame, pain, blame, all the things um, that um, women are um, kind of just put into these little, you know, categories. Yes. Uh, you're a slut, a whore. Um, you are trash. Mm -hmm. uh, you are um, not a person of worth. Yep. And throwing off all those uh, stigmatizing um, stereotypes. Um, it's really empowering once you can kind of uh, put on your superhero heroine cape and yes. say, yeah, I'm, I'm free. And just to be free as a bird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's just something just so, I don't know, for me personally right now, and I just see for, like, others in my life and you as well as just, like, stepping into our power. Mm -hmm. Being like, okay, like, things are always going to be a little hard and challenging, but, like, I am stepping into my power, and, like, I fully deserve respect yes. and my voice to be heard mm -hmm. and, like... To be seen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep, I'm not stupid. I'll bring other people yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I will bring you up with me, but I'm not going down. That's right. That's yeah. right. That, and that's so critical and important. Yeah, and that we always want to bring people up. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, But yeah. we have to understand that some people are just not ready to go up the mountain. Yeah. yeah. And that's okay, too. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, it has to be more natural, not forced, mm -hmm. um, giving people the tools uh, once you have the tools for yourself. Yeah. Which is what CCVS did for me. Love that. Yeah. And, and what they've done for me as well and like how I'm here right now mm -hmm. is just like they gave me a little tool. I was like, hmm, that's an interesting, that's an interesting tool you just gave me. <laughs> what can I do with this? And well, here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's just, I mean, I think that's part of it. It's like I wasn't really in a place where I knew I could rise to the next level at that time. Hmm. But when other people see that and they give you that tool slowly, you do. And then you keep bringing others with you. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a a, a, a quite um, impressive community of women who have suffered, but are sh throwing off those shackles of yeah. suffering, and um, like you said, stepping into their power. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we just we keep doing this work because. I was having this conversation yesterday, like, you know, we're doing this work that we might not see the results in our lifetime, mm. but that's okay. We keep doing this yes, work. It's that's the work right. that must be done. Mm -hmm. And we're going to keep doing that. And those yeah. little glimpses that we see and those connections we make is what we keep doing to making this a brighter and safer world. Hopefully. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah. This has been amazing. It has been amazing. Thank you. Um, I always like to close on just like a positive message that you might say to victims and survivors who are listening today. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would love to know what you would say to people who might be out there who are hurting right now who are listening. Okay. Well, one of the things that um, I have tapped into is um, a freedom fighter, John Ellis, who says, speak up, speak out, um, get into good trouble. Uh, redeeming the soul of America 
one soul at a time. Mm, love that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You're very welcome. I'm going to ask you to send that to me. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll put it on the social media. That's a great one. All right. Um, so if anybody wants to learn more about Shonda's work, you can go to sdcommunicationsvt.com. Once again, that's sdcommunicationsvt.com. And that does it for us this week, friends. Thank you so much All for right. being here, Shonda. Thank I can't you. wait to hear you perform or see you perform later. Um, and yeah, just continue to get to know you in this journey of survivorship and strength together. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Anna. Yes. So as always, if you have any ideas for the show, please feel free to email me, Anna at standupresources.com. Thank you for being here with us on The Mend. Be well, be strong. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review or feedback. We love hearing new topic ideas from listeners and watchers as well. Thank you for listening to The Mend and be well.